to down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode 55. That's 55, all the fives, 55. And uh, I'm joined here by the wonderful Jeff Poole. But, but what are we doing, Jeff? We're going to be doing the second half of the Orc Review. Hello, my brother. Hey, what's up, guys? 55, let me know you're alive. <laughs> Jeff's uh, on holiday with his family, and he's been lovely enough to, uh, well, or begging enough to have a break from his, his uh, partner and children in order to talk some hammers uh, with my delightful self. Yes, sir. And we're going to be picking up where me and Mr. Kilton, the lovely old war boss himself, Mr. Kilton, left off last week um, with our Codex review. Now, first and foremost, a uh, little bit about Art of War. This is a two-part podcast, as many of you will know. This comes out Tuesday mornings, uh, Eastern or Central Standard Time, right right early in the morning and then the part two of this which will in this episode be a, a compilation of hot takes by some notable orc luminaries uh compiled for your loving pleasure in part two where about five oh, i think it's about three or four different uh notable orc players will be giving their hot takes with the first list they think that they're going to be playing and the things that they feel like the winners and the losers coming out of this codex and that'll be over for part two which can be purchased via patreon you can search for search for art of war done under there or over on the art of war 40k.com where you can purchase the second part of this podcast in addition to the second part of the lovely Art of War Unbroken and the wonderful and amazing Art of War flagship pro pro, pro, pro podcast. Um, But my man, Jeff, is there anything you'd like to plug or anywhere people can track you down or tune in to see more of your antics? Oh, there's a a lot of antics to check it out. Um, In one place you can check is uh, I'm on a podcast with Alan Hernandez called Focus Fire. We're distributed Mm -hmm. to the TFG radio network, much like the FLG network. It's a a network that has a couple of podcasts on it. You can check us out there. Fan freaking tastic! Um, much orc coverage over on there. We haven't done our orc review yet. I, I, I um, I'm still getting some test games in, but we do uh, mainly. We focus on tournament 40k play, so Beautiful. a lot of uh, kind of high level tournament stuff. Fan freaking tastic! That should be right up the alley of uh, many of the cohort that listen to this. But Jeff, talking about the orc decks, and we're going to be picking this bad boy up from page 65 for those following along at home. We're starting from the Warlord Trace. We finished up with the strats. We've done all the you know the custom jobs and the um, the sub factions and stuff. But dude, well, give us your first impressions of this codex as a whole before we crack into the the meat and potatoes. Well, um, the my first impression is like I don't own any of these models that are good now in this codex. You know? <laughs> If you're a Speedwall player, uh, it, this codex is, is, I think, pretty good for you. If you're a Green Tide player like myself, it's definitely toned down the Green Tide significantly. We lost a, a bunch of powerful tools that we had from the old codex, but we got Tepnus 5 across the whole body of orcs. So it's a give some, take some kind of thing if you're a Green Tide yeah. player. There's going to be a play in there for sure. It's just whether or not the, the metrics have shifted. I, I think... A lot of people talking about 30-man boys not maybe not being the way to go. Maybe it's just 10-mans or 130 and a bunch of 10s if you want to stick with that green tide. But we'll touch on that more in part two. I know that is your modus operandi. That is your love, your diehard. Oh, yeah. So we're certainly going to unpack that um, over in part two and how you think you can conceptualize making that green tide work again. But jumping into page 65. So wall of traits. Um, we're going to go tit for tat, as we always do. I'll read the first one. Jeff will get the next and keep going like that throughout. The first of the Warlord traits is called Follow Me, Lads. It is an aura. If this Warlord made a charge move this turn until the end of the turn, each time a friendly Orc clan unit from unit declares a charge against an enemy unit that is in engagement range of this Warlord, add one to the charge roll. So does that mean the Warlord goes in first and everyone else gets plus one to go into the same combat, yeah? Yeah, that's right. Um, 
Orcs lost any pluses to charge uh, mm. at a strike, and this is you know because Evil Sun's no longer. I'm sure as old war boss Kilton told you on the first episode, you know you don't got that with the Evil Sons anymore. So Correct. the only way to get plus one to, to charge at a deep strike. So it, but your warlord's got to make that charge in first, and he's kind of kind of put himself at risk because if your boys don't make that eight inch charge at a deep mm. strike, he's kind of just sitting there with his uh, yeah in combat by himself, so to say. But there's a couple of ways to, to pop this off. You're going to have your warlord on the table. He could, like, you know, sprint out, advance a charge with a wah, and then you guys can deep strike down next to him or behind him. He goes in, then they all get the buff. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot harder to line up now, isn't it? A lot more T's and C's. Yeah, you know, and I think it's actually, it's fine if if you have a bunch of guys on the table and you're like, all right, we're going to make, this is the turn. We're, we're all jumping out of our transports yeah. or yep. whatever. We're calling the wah. We can all advance and charge. And now we turn our eight inch charge into a seven inch charge and that's a that's a big deal you know that is a big deal uh but next one's yours the war boss is on a on a bike or something like that and mm. or on a uh, squig spot on next one's yours uh yeah big gob it's just a basic plus three inches to aura abilities i mean this is uh it's pretty good you know the uh the war bosses they change their they obviously they don't have wah anymore uh they just yep. got the um the uh uh gosh what is it plus one to hit right yeah, yeah. No, I'm blanking on it, man. Plus one to hit or making it nine inches. That's a, a lot easier. A lot easier to get into, yeah. uh, into play. Spot on. I mean, there's no breaking heads or anymore, which would have been pretty sick to have it on. There's no. Um, oh, that's probably actually the only one that, that they they're not giving out. Yeah, anymore, it, is it? it used to be. I mean, when you took this plus three inches, it was it also gave you a command point in the last yeah. code and you know increased two auras. This is like you got one aura and it's a uh, you know just the the plus one to hit aura, which is not bad. I mean, it's not bad. Nah. On, hitting on threes to hitting on twos is ex- incredibly powerful. Mm. And if you're running a bunch of 10 man boys, like Adam alluded to earlier, it, it really opens that up to kind of have these squads kind of more spread out. You're not as Yeah. Popular. Yeah. You start to activate that bit more of the, the octopus, the tendril kind of play rather than being bricked in. Um, next one is art as nails. Each time an attack is made that targets this warlord subtract one from the attack's wound roll. Minus one to wound in combat that, oh, sorry. Each time an attack is rolled, so that's shooting and combat. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, it's 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 definitely dang good, and it, it's unlikely your warlord's going to be getting shot much. Usually, most of the warlords are going to have less than ten wounds. So, mm. um, it, but it's really good, you know, on a lot of the uh, the new squigs squigasar bosses who can run in and they might be a, uh, to the last target, so they're they're more points than anything else in your army, and you know they can be that much harder to kill. Mm. Yeah, spot on. I actually, I, I like that a lot. All right, what's next? Uh, next up, we got Brutal but Cunning. This one is, uh, each time this Warlord fights, if all of its attacks target one enemy unit, after resolving all those attacks, it can make a number of additional attacks against the enemy unit equal to the number of attacks that did not reach the inflict damage step of the attack sequence during that fight. And for those following on, that's mm. the, uh, this is a competitive edge from uh, yep. the... Dracari. Sorry, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's, I mean, like on a war boss with seven, six, seven attacks, he's getting in there with his, you know, uh, relic claw or something like that, or the, the Ed Wapas kill chopper, any of these relic weapons, even just on a basic weapon on a Squigasar boss, you know, with two damage, minus two, minus three AP, you're going to, having that reliability is extremely important. And, and you know, it, it, it gets around a lot of these things that you're seeing with like so infiltrators, admech infiltrators, yeah. where you can't get rerolls against them. Well, I don't yeah. need rerolls, I just start over. So. Yeah, exactly. And you're, you're right. The, the squig bosses seem to get the most out of this because they got a bunch of attacks from the, the the rider and a bunch of attacks from the squig. And so you're just you're just getting double efficiencies out of it. And we know that um competitive edge was a it's, it was a problem 
for Drakari. It was a reason that Drakari was um, too highly tuned. And it'll be interesting to, I will definitely talk about in part two, whether this is one of the big takes um, to get that just absolutely savage war boss on the table. Because that's feel like the war bosses have dropped off in their power. Like they, you know, you remember fifth edition, sixth edition, seventh edition, it was like you had this war boss, you were just like, oh, sweet, merciful Jesus, this guy is going to absolutely destroy me if, if he gets near me. And there was one, you can make one of those, you know, in, in eighth edition with like the, the killy claw and a bunch of the other stuff and on a bike. Um, but this feels like the way to go about getting that back, yeah? Yeah, if, you, if you're tooling your guy for death and destruction, this is the way to go for sure. Mm-hmm. And, I, it, you know, we got, the, we got the Tau treatment, which doesn't make me happy as an Orc player, any, anything to do with the Tau. But it's, you know, it's one war boss per detachment. So yeah. that's, I think, the biggest, the biggest issue with Orcs is that they want to, you're being pushed into this, like, multiple detachment build to get more war bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't get the Drukari treatment where you get three patrols for free. So it's, yeah. you're losing CP, and then you want to have all these warlord traits and relics on your war bosses to make them extra killy. And at the end of the day, you look at these guys, and, and they're just like you, you, you kind of you have to, you can't help but compare them to a, a, a witch, uh, su- sorry, succubus, a succubus, or, yeah, or, or just even like a smash captain. You know, smash captains are going to be more expensive, but by like thirty points, but they have way more killy power. So I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that. A, a war, a killy war boss that just runs in and, and has to bash heads is the best way to go. But it's definitely mm. not a bad idea for the second war boss, if you ask me. Yeah, dude, interesting perspectives there because that's going counter to a lot of things I've been seeing where people are like, "Wow, I I really want to take multiple detachments because because war bosses are so damn good." So that's I love that you said that. I love that we got that counterpoint. We we can unpack that a little bit later. Um, next up is cunning but brutal at the start of the fight phase. Uh, if this war is engagement range, it can fight first. So it's just five first, pretty much straightforward. Is what it says. Does what it says on the tin, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that it's only going to come into play if you are charged. So yeah. you don't control when you get to use it. Um, so to me, it's not. I wouldn't choose this for a war war trait. A war yeah, trait. agreed. Yeah. All right, last one's yours. Uh, old might is right. This is a remain Dude. unchanged. It's plus yeah. one, strength, plus one attack. Can't argue with that. You know, like if nah. you're building a beat stick. Uh, that's that's this is a good like second or third warlord trade if you if you if you're trying to build up three beat stick characters um you know war bosses you know in mm. three different detachments this is a good a good second or third one obviously you're gonna want um brutal but cunning as your first pick right and then it's yep. and then you have to ask yourself well do I want my second and third one to be more killy and so I take uh, might is right or I, I make them you know um, a little bit more durable with art as nails or or some other um, clan specific or um, beast snaga or um speed war uh yeah. well so that so that that's the the orc wall of traits we do i did forget to say we have beast snagger wall of traits and speed freak wall of traits um but of those it's obvious to me that like art as nails and brutal but cunning are two are the two kind of best to activators for a war boss yeah one of them will just make you super resilient another one will just make you ultra killy right is there any others yeah, that yeah. May really make you stand out yeah minus one to wound on a t6 or a better it's model nice man is, it's real like, nice i mean like yeah you're looking at okay. If you're not strength six, you're winning me on sixes, man. Like good yeah, luck dude. through me yeah. with these with these other orcs or uh, a horde of succubus attacks or something like that. Mm. That are strength four. You're suddenly wounding me on sixes. Like get out of here. You know, yeah. even thunder hammers with strength eight. You're wounding me now on a four up. On a four, you know, it yeah. Changes the map significantly. You know, and, uh, and yeah. bosses, they got an invulnerable save, which is was what they were missing in the prior editions. You know, you got your five up invulnerable save on your war bosses, which is Real, real powerful if you want them to be uh, melee kind of anchors. Yeah, spot on. All right, over to the Beast Snagger Wall of Traits. We've got three here. Um, I'm pretty much just, I might just read out all three of these and we'll have a chat about them as, as, a, as a thing. Um, 
Big killer boss. The first dot point here. Each time this warlord fights, is within engagement range of any enemy vehicle or monster units. That until the fight is resolved, add two to the warlord's attack's characteristic. In addition, each time this warlord makes a melee attack against a vehicle or monster, add one to the attack's wound roll. So that is plus two attacks, plus one to wound against vehicles and monsters. Like if vehicles and monsters were ever came back in a big way, this would be incredible, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. But, but yeah, uh, it's it's it's. it's it's situational, and you you know usually if you're building up a beat sick character, it's not to go merc vehicles and monsters. Yeah, I mean, often sometimes you run into an imperial knight or like a, a diamond cairn or something, but typically you're going to be you know with especially with orcs, you're going to have a lot of shooting, and your your character is going to try and go in and merc other characters or you know squad uh, smaller squads. But if you have to go you know bust those big monsters and vehicles, hell yeah, why not take it? But the problem is you can't control that what's in your opponent's army right well if it's yeah exactly right but i mean theoretically there's a stratagem called the bigger day is in if um yeah for two cp if if like let's let's theoretically say that the the, the knight uh, codex and the imperial knight codex renegade knight codex are absolutely off their chops then this guy goes into a knight for two cp plus this wall of trait and he has plus two attacks plus one to wound and plus two damage and you just yeah. like Wow, this guy can kill two. This guy can kill just kill two knights. It's just dead. Yeah, well, only <laughs> he can fight twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah, it's absolutely fearsome. Um, yeah. uh, I did just say I was going to read out all three and we were discussing, but I completely ruined that because this you first one was worth talking man. about. Um, you can do the next one for us, mate. Yeah, uh, this one is a an aura beast gob. While a friendly clan squig unit is within six, each time a model in that unit makes a melee attack with squig hog jaws, smash the squig jaws or squigo sword jaws, add one to the damage characteristic. So this is a this is a I think a pretty damn good aura. Yeah, man. And if you're running if you're into it, you know, mm. all the squig units, this this is going to be really good with the with the uh, uh, the squigasaur guys, um, the new the new models, uh, the squig, the squig hog boy, squig hog boys, yeah, squig hog boys or whatever they're called. And this is mm. a, I think this is one one you're going to see on the squig hog knobs, though, because yeah, they're same. not they're a separate unit, and so they can run up behind three units of these guys and just giving out a mm. plus one damage damage order to the, the mounts. Yeah, that, man. It's only the mounts, but the mounts get two or three attacks each, so you know it's not a bad a bad way to go. And I believe the mounts are strength six minus one, two damage at the moment, so they'd go to three damage on that profile, which yeah. is kind of yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, that's a big that's a big tipping point. You know, you you're gonna cut through uh, a lot of death guard with minus one damage or yeah. disgustingly resilient stuff. I mean, like it's it's gonna having that is really really powerful. The problem mm. is is getting all those squig hogs. To the enemy without them dying first, right? I mean, they're not that resilient. Yeah, and they do have quite a big target painted on them. But I mean, we'll talk about that as well because they're. I, I, I want to see the models. I want to see how big they are. I can't quite quantify how hard they're going to be to hide. Like, are they outright a size, which is what I'm assuming they are, or are they smaller? Are they bigger? Are they taller? Yeah, I want to. I want to get an idea of how hard they are going to be to wield. Um, number three out of these in the last of the um, last of the beast snagger wall traits. Half chewed while this warlord is within engagement range of an enemy character or monster unit. Each time this model would lose a wound, roll a d6 on a four plus. That wound is not lost. So four plus feel no pain against characters or monsters, or when you're in combat with characters or monsters. Um, not bad, but a bit hard to make work. And as soon as you tell your opponent that you've got it, the last thing is they're going to do is put characters or monsters into. <laughs> they're just going to kill you with bolt guns and like intercessors. No, I see. I would highly disagree with you, Adam, because Ooh. this is on a character. And it's it can go on one of the Squigasar uh, uh, war bosses. Now yep. this is extremely good because think about it. Like in the meta, like what's going to kill your character? Either it's either going to be an enemy character who comes in and assassinates you, or it's going to be your misplay. 
where you put your character somewhere and then they get shot by 20 Skatari mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. So you can control – typically you're, when, you're, when your opponent comes in to kill your characters, it's with something of their own. That's that's an insanely fast mobile character. I'm thinking like Succubus, Drizar, mm-hmm. things like that. And just saying I'm ignoring half your damage, screw off, on a guy with like eight wounds, it's – really really strong i think this is probably my favorite of the of the uh nice beast beast one because it allows your character to go in merc another character and not have to worry about you know uh, an enemy character coming back in you know so i think it's a a great defensive trait well yeah you make a good case man maybe maybe you're spot on and yeah i I legitimately like this and the the mice wonder wound they're both actually really good how many wounds are on these squig on the squig uh saurus riding now, war bosses now you're uh, you're asking me to scroll through here so it brings him to an effective 10 to 11 wounds in those in those things and you know what that is a break point absolutely right over the over nine is a, is an absolute break point for these things needing four damage threes or you know five damage twos to go through it's you know not even a succubus with a triptych whip reliably does that yeah, no, they're nine. They're nine wounds, Adam. Oh, that's ridiculous. Okay, cool. So he's fourteen or fifteen wounds in all reality, and so in those com in those combats, that's cool. That's really cool. I wish it said vehicles as well, but character or monster, take it. Um, all right, next one's yours on the sp- the first of the speed the speed freaks. All right, the road killer. This one is uh essentially after you make a war- a charge with your warlord, you select a unit within one inch of him or her, and roll a d six on a two up. You get d three mortal wounds on those guys. Pretty basic, pretty mm, simple, but nah. effective. Is it? Yeah, I mean, is it it's really? Not, it's not, I wouldn't. It's not something I'd spend a warlord train on. This is yeah, like, it's right. This should just be baked into the uh, the data slate, but it's it know, should. Yeah. Uh, next one is get up in their faces. This warlord is eligible to shoot in a turn in which they fell back. I don't mind that. If you're going to take a second or a third one, this guy could be a bit of a tricksy lad, especially if he's just there as a, a debuff or an activator for rest of your army. But still, it doesn't compare to yeah. some of these other ones. Yeah, I mean, like, what is even a death killer war track? He's got a couple of flamers on him. It's not. These are these are not. Um, this isn't if it like was, a wagon or something with you know. Yeah, yeah it, it would. It really should be shoot and it should really should be shoot and charge. Just falling back and shooting actually makes it terrible. I, I when I first read it, I actually in my brain computed that as doing what you want when you fall back, and it's not. It's just shooting. Yeah, it's it's crap. Yeah. Uh, last, last one. one is junk boss four up involm. Uh, not a bad not a bad way to go, but you know most of the a lot of this. I, I think the, the death killer war trick has a five up invulnerable save. Yeah, and um, taking so, minus one to wound on that guy is just so much more important than the full bus invuln, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. This is a dead. Yeah, all three of those just seemed really lackluster. The beast, all three beast snagger ones seemed really good. I, I, the, what you said at the start is like, I don't feel like I have the models that are good, that I need, that, uh, that yeah. are good in this book. And that's fair. It's almost like, like Games Orgas wants us to buy the new models. Huh? Yeah, dude, I made a crack. <laughs> I made a crack about orcs in the last one. I'm going to reiterate it because I need to beat this into people's heads because people, some people are complaining. They're like, oh, they just made the good models, the new models good. I'm like, how orc, orc players, shouldn't you be happy about that? The last, literally the last three or four things that have been released for your faction have all been dead on arrival. Absolute trash tier garbage that you've never wanted to use. I'm talking the Corkanaut. <laughs> I'm talking the, the Wazbang Blaster Jet. I'm talking every single one of the buggies. Upon release, was dead on arrival. Like, not playable in a competitive setting. Surely you should be excited that the new stuff yeah. is actually good and worth playing. 100%, yeah. I mean, I'm excited I don't, I don't own any of those since they were dead on arrival, but <laughs> now that I'm actually <laughs> Gonna buy some buggies and now they're all out of pocket. Do it. Do it. It's good. It's good. Um, all right, we are up to the discipline of the wah. So this is the the first of two psychic trees because they've got another one which is um, just for the beast snaggers. 
Um, but this first one is Ed Banger. I'm assuming it's going to be, I'm assuming most of these are the same as they've always been, but I'll read, I'll read this first one out. So, which fire? Warp charge value of five. If mana first is select one enemy unit within 18 of the psyche and roll a d6, if the result is higher than the selected unit's toughness characteristic, then they suffer d6 mortal wounds. No more than one model can be destroyed as a result of these mortal wounds. Uh, any extra damage is lost. The fact that you can just point at a character, roll over their toughness, and deal d6 mortal wounds, that's pretty legit on a warp charge, on a warp charge five, yeah? I mean, no. <laughs> I no? mean, it just, there's so many feelings. You got to, like, think about a Space Marine character. Like, okay, I got to roll a five or a six, and then I yeah, get yeah. these four wounds. To tr- yeah, like, yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm more thinking about, I'm more thinking about sucker business. I'm more thinking about Skatari freaking marshals, personally. I mean, then Actually, you got to roll ex- a four up, and then you, exactly. maybe you kill them. Like, they, yeah. like a succubus has five wounds. But, so, I mean, like, so you compare this to, say, um, some of the Zinch powers, yeah, which is just like, you get you get five dice and every four plus is the thing, you know. This this is a chance to do six. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's very orky, right? You know. But it if, is, if yeah. this if this didn't have the like one model can be killed by this, it would yes. be great. So you're like, it okay, you got your twenty Skatari blob. I'm gonna roll a, a four up and I'm gonna do D six more. Well, essentially, you just get a, you just get a super smite into him. It's just a warp charge five super smite at that at that. Yeah, at that level. yeah. I mean, that's, but you, that's have, what, you have to beat yeah. their toughness though. Is so yeah, you have an true. additional layer of, of of failure. You know, the additional. And it's higher than it's not equal to or better than. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, equal like, to as well. Yeah, you're right. To me, like orc because orc psychers lost the bonus to uh cast for number of guys, they can cast more powers now if they have a bunch of guys around them, but they lost the plus three that they used to get. You their their utility as damage dealing units has gone down significantly. And so you're gonna see them there to cast some spells. And it's not gonna be damage dealing spells, it's gonna be to jump, uh warpath or um uh, a fist and cork, in my opinion, especially if you're building three beat stick war bosses, you're going to want those, you know, those spells on those guys. Well, let's let's smash through. What's warpath? Tell us the story. No warpath. It's the same thing. Uh, used to be warp charge value six, uh, eighteen inch range. Choose a core or character unit plus one attack. So nice. it, it, yeah. it changed to you know to be only core, um, but it also can affect the character. Um, so it has some versatility. Um, if you need to put on a character, I guess you can. But you know, plus one attack is extremely good, especially when you're rolling around a thirty man or twenty man beast snag of boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting getting plus one attack on those twenty or thirty dudes is very very good. Yeah, exactly right. Um, the jump is pretty much exactly the same. Uh, Walk charge value is seven. Pointed a unit within twelve inches. Uh, that's core. Sorry, that is a clan core unit. So not character. Not anything anymore. It's just core. So that is quite a bit more restricted because I used to see people do jumping around. You know battle wagons and all sorts of stuff um move from the battlefield to set it up um you know as if it's arriving from dave strike nine inches away from enemy models um this is now a bit harder to cast isn't it because you can't just auto get it off on a three like you used to if you had like 20 boys around 30 boys around um so having being it on a seven it's you know it's just a little bit better than a 50 percent cast and it's only on core units so uh, does, yeah, this, does this hurt to jump? Oh yeah, big time in my opinion. And because you don't have plus one to charge at a deep strike, and here yep. we go has changed. So you got to roll both dice now. It's it, charging at a deep strike for orcs has become much more dangerous, and therefore yep. the jump gets. It's got some. It, it, it it's now core units instead. It used to be infantry. So you couldn't, of course. Jump, yeah, you yeah. couldn't jump a battle wagon or, or oh, they, sorry, teleporter was what I was thinking about for the battle yeah, wagon. Yeah, now, now you can bring down, uh, you know, uh, the squig boys, uh, the mm-hmm. squig hog boys. You can bring down war. I think war bikes are uh, that's core. cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of things, and I think it's actually more useful for like shooting units because you can come down and shoot. You can yep. draw angles and things like that. Uh, but yeah, be, being only 
on a warp charge seven, it didn't go down, which is insane to me because mm. you don't have any bonuses to cast. And the, exactly. the relic which we'll talk about later doesn't give bonuses to cast for anything. It's just only for witch fire powers. And so yeah, it's and, very unreliable. And we're playing in a meta that is just only going to get worse for psychers, I believe. So is, is yeah. going to get more contested for psychers. Um, like, you know, with T-Suns and Grey Knights coming out, you're going to see more sisters as well on the rise and more play sisters players is going to take that five up deny and on top of that got that four up deny um so i feel like the the psychic metagame is going to get more and more uh congested soon as well so we'll see we'll see how the jump holds up um yeah. tell us about the fisties of gork oh the fist of gork this one got an improvement it's uh still casting on a six and it's an orc character uh model which is uh within 12 inches of the psyker invisible uh it's plus two to strength and attacks uh, but if you cast it on an 11 or more, it's plus three to strengthen attack, which is a pretty cool bonus, not reliable, mm. but like just for those big casts, you're like, okay, cool. You know, here I go. If I'm yeah. and some damage, I'm going to give you plus three. This is, this is, I think the, is to me, my favorite power. Now I, I the jump using me on my favorite power. Um, but with all the, the kind of the, kind of the falling out of, of, 30 man boys and plus one to charge and here we go being able to re-roll one or both dice i think this power in my opinion especially with the new um uh, war bosses on squigasars mm. this is like plus two strength plus two attacks put these guys it put in you know on your relic and it, this is when you have also a warlord trait like um the uh brutal but cunning where you're just yeah. getting you know, start yeah. over you don't yeah 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 win. like plus it's two cool. attack is so mm. strong it's it's amazing actually when you put a break it down to that. It's playing into what this dex is kind of funneling you along. Um, next up is the crunch. It's a walk charge value of six. It manifests it's like one enemy unit within eighteen of the psyker. Roll one d six for each model in that unit for each six enemy units one mortal wound. If the result is a of the psyche test was a nine or more uh, plus one uh, to the roll, so it'd be a fives to get the models off. I, why is it called the crunch? Why isn't it called foot of gork, guys? Foot of gork. Foot. Gork, why isn't that power in here? Why the grunge? Who cares? Foot of Gork. Well, the, the reason why is because they they didn't include the foot template. Well, <laughs> you but you know, <laughs> people, <laughs> dude, the foot template was so cool about it. It was really <laughs> just like I'm going to cast foot of Gork, and you just get out of your back pocket this little yeah, it's a like, little foot, <laughs> and you just lay it on top of their lay it on top of their um their block of like forty dudes, and you're just like. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop that, mate. <laughs> and you're like, oh Jesus, no. Oh, uh, but yeah, look, it's fine. It's fine for what it is. But look, orcs don't really need that much help with like crowd control and clearing hordes, right? Right. That's what they do. So this power just doesn't make that much sense. Yeah, especially with, I mean, what you talk with Rich about probably the amount, of the volume of shooting that you can do with the orcs yeah. now is just like, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. you don't need a witch fire to do, you know, five mortal wounds to a unit or something like that. Exactly right. Um, all right, last, last one. Is- Jabbing fingers, you know, just poking people. Uh, just, this is a malediction. Uh, warp card six, 18 inch range uh, from the psyker with visibility required. Uh, until the start of your next psychic phase, each time a model from that unit makes an attack roll, subtract one from the hit roll. This is a good power. I mean, it's, I don't know that it makes a cut on the top two um, for a, a weird boy, you know, um, but yep. minus one to hit is strong. I mean, that. That is a very strong ability, you know, turning Skitari Ranger blobs or mm. infiltrators hitting on fours instead of threes. I mean, like, yeah. and hell, if you put this on another orc unit and their shooting is now hitting on sixes, like, get out of here. Like, yeah, it's actually, uh, dude, you're awful. actually right. It's really big in the in the mirror match, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't know that it makes a cut on D. No, I, I, mean, I don't think it does. I think, I think you still want the jump. I think the jump is now relegated to, you know, 
it's not going to be a mainstay play like it was. It, you know, a lot of people were just like, okay, I'm just going to play for the jump. Here's my screening stuff, and here's my here's my bombs. In go the bombs every turn. Um, I think the jumps now a lot more of a, a secondary activator. It's a lot more of a um a capitalizing on pressure kind of stuff and 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 spreading your support where you need it. I think of stuff like um the rocket truck squig buggies, like shooting people off an objective, you know, to jump a unit over to that objective. Um, you know, the next turn or, you know, jumping over to do actions or get engaged and, and things of that ilk. And um, I feel like it's going to be a great, it's still going to be worth taking because it's such a great activator for scoring points, but it's not going to be, I don't feel like it's going to be an aggressive thing like it used to be anymore to, your, to exactly what you said. Yeah, I agree. I mean, in the list, the few lists I've built up, I, I've i been taking a weird boy as, as a, a secondary tool to do psychic ritual. And I take the mm-hmm. jump and, and fist a gork yeah. on him. And I go, I'm not going to cast those probably most games, uh, most turns. In fact, three of those turns, I'm going to be doing a ritual. But there's going to be one turn where I needed to jump or I need to do a fist of quirk. And, but the rest of the time, I'm just sitting around casting Psychic Ritual. You know? That's and, actually quite and, clever. I like that a lot. Makes a lot of sense to me as well. Um, so yeah, jumping down, we're going to go to the Beast Head Discipline. The first one, here. so this is for... Um, sorry, I'm just going to read this out. Before the battle, generate your psychic, blah, 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 blah. Uh, when a psychic unit from your army manifests psychic power from this discipline, replace all instances of the clan keyword psychic power with any of the clan names, of course you do. Um, so you can just choose to take this one instead of the other. You don't have a, need to have a beast head you know, keyword, a dude, or anything like that. No, it, it, so it, it's on the the, um, uh, the the kill rig, I think it is, uh, which yep. is the one with the Whirlboy on it, or the Whirlboy character. A weird boy... Not to be convinced, uh, con- uh, confused with the were boy uh, or something along those lines. They, they're different. So now Cause, they because you know why two different psychers. It's kind of like the master. Yeah, it's not which is frustrating, but it's like whatever. Uh, there it is. Um, it, it's like a master of possession and a chaos sorcerer. They're different beasts, you know. So mm. this is this is for the, uh, the beast naga psychers. Yeah, you want me to read the first one. Yeah, go for it, dude. So roar of Mork. This is a malediction aura. It's warp charge value is six. Uh, if manifested, select one enemy unit within 18 inches and visible to the psyker. Until the start of your next psychic power, subtract two from the advance and charge rolls made for that unit. Uh, and until the start of your next psychic phase, while an enemy unit is within 18 inches of the psyker, subtract one from the leadership characteristic of that unit. So it's got a cool little aura you can put out for minus leadership, I suppose. And minus two to advance and charge is not... I... Yeah, I like this. I like this. So when you think about a unit within 18 inches of you, um, let's say that unit moves six. So let's say let's say they're close enough. Let's say they're like tw- let's say they're 12 inches away. You know, sorry, just over 12 inches away. They got a six inch move. That means that there was going to be a six or a five inch charge. And now it's going to be a seven or an eight or a nine inch charge. Um, sorry, seven or an eight inch charge. That that that's a big difference. That's a really big difference, guys. I actually think that power is really good. Yeah, I mean, I. I- I, I don't disagree with you. To me, though, the, the thing is that your psyker is usually not like the closest model That's true. to the enemy. And if it's on the, the kill rig where the psyker's on top of it, maybe it is. But I feel like that guy, you want him like rolling in and just shooting out mortal wounds with these um, um, uh, witch fire powers, you know? So mm. I don't know. It's it's interesting. I, I it's yeah. one of those things where it's like if it was a twenty four inch range, it'd be great. Oh, but, it'd be no, it'd be incredible. Yeah, because then you could keep someone at bay. You know, you yeah, them kite them. But here it's eighteen. So if they have a six inch move, now they're twelve inches away from your psyker. And if he's the yeah. guy, that's, sure, yeah, you can't charge him. And but, I just realized, I just realized the other shortcoming it has to be visible to the psyker. And so yeah. a lot of the time, people hide their, you know, they're a pincher, yeah? They're not standing in front of the ruin. They're behind the ruin where you can't see them, and then they advance and charge out from the ruin. And so. If you want to stop, you know, somebody's bombs coming into you from their backline, you really can't do it with this power. So yeah, you're you're right. It doesn't make a lot of sense when you when you break it down. Um, 
Next up is Frazzle. This is a Witchfire. Walk charge value is 6. If manifested, roll 1d6 for each enemy unit that is within 9 of the Psyker. On a 4+, plus, they suffer d3 mortal wounds. This is Sky Falling Stars from the Catan powers, but it's only 9-inch range rather than their 24. But like you said, that kill rig is on a... Uh, is that on a night base? Is that a, a freaking night base that thing's on? Well, I mean, I, I think so. It's I don't have the model, so I don't know for sure, but it looks like a night base. Yeah. It's big. It's a big, it's a big base either way. So nine inches from that is a big model. Yeah. So I love this power personally because it's like you, this encourages you to play the kill rig aggressively, charge it, get it in the mix, and then just start blowing up people with mortal wounds. You know, it seems like a good power. Don't mind it at all. Um, And it's every enemy unit within, within, uh, nine so you just not pick three like sky falling stars is which i, I think sky falling stars is better because 24 inches is just good it's just amazing um but yeah if you can get five units in range you know you technically all five of them could take d3 model wins so that's pretty cool yeah it's it's a good power uh the next one is biting jaws it's a witch fire uh warp charge value of six if manifested select one enemy model that's within 18 invincible to the psyker and draw a line between any part of the psyker uh. base and any part of the I could hear uh, you I draw a line. Yeah. <laughs> a class. Uh, and any part of the selected model's base or hull. And it's one mortal wound for every other that have, unit, the other enemy unit. I have two rules on this podcast. The first one, no psychic power that draws a line is ever good. And the second one is no relic pistol is ever worth taking. And <laughs> yeah, I think it's holding true. Brighton Jaws looks trash. You know, your 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 uh, your rule has not been violated today. <laughs> no, if it if it if it calls for drawing any kind of line, and it doesn't matter if it's a squiggle, I don't care if it goes at right angles. If you've got to draw any kind of a line, it's a bad power. <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't agree with you on that one, man. <laughs> All right, Spirit of Gork is up next. Uh, warp charge value of six. If manifest, select one friendly squig unit within twelve of and, fre- and visible to the psyker till the start of your next psychic phase. Each time the unit fights, it can make one additional attack with its big chomper jaws, squig hog jaws, all the ch- all the squig attacks essentially. And each time a model in that unit makes an attack with a big chomper's jaws, oh, any any attack. Um, on an unmodified wound roll of six, it inflicts one mortal wound in addition to all other damage. Uh, look, that's another really cool buy-in, yeah? If you're doubling down, you're taking... But uh, you don't want this on the kill rig, do you? you put this is probably on the walking boy, who's just there to buff. Well, yeah, I mean, taking... it, it depends on what you take. I mean, like, to me, this power is phenomenal if you're rolling mm. 12 or 18 or 15 of these uh, new squig hog boys. It's just great because you're just getting extra extra damage, extra attacks. And if you have that, combine it with the warlord trait where you get plus one damage within six inches... You throw yeah, that dude. on the war boy, and then suddenly he's just up there giving buffs. And you and you've got you got another psyker that's giving war pass to the same unit, so they're just like pop pop popping off. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a good power. I like this one. This one is, mm. I, I'm like you know I'm, I'm a big fan of like powers that you can control when they're useful yeah. all the time. So buff powers are really powerful, and to some extent, some like debuff powers are powerful, but they have to be universally powerful to to justify you. First of all buying the character putting in your list and then choosing that power for that character that's why i like things like the jump fist of gork warpath all very powerful abilities things like witch fires and and minus two to charge and stuff like that they're like i mean they're good but you're choosing to put that in on in the hopes that your opponent gives you something to use it on unlike this power like i just use it on my shit and it gets way better exactly that that you're right. The debuffs and the um the so debuffs and um the mortal wounds and the witch fires, your opponent has to give you an opportunity to use them. The buffs that you're chucking on yourself is just you give yourself the opportunity to use them by whatever you wrote in your damn list. So you're right. It's just it makes more sense to buff rather than try and debuff. Unless you got some like unless you got like Dark Angels tier debuffs where you're like, 
Lose obsec. You know, minus one to hit. No, no obsec. Yeah, lose obsec and crazy crap like that. You're absolutely right. Uh, next one's yours. The next one is the Beast Scent. It's a warp charge value of five. Uh, it's a malediction. Select one enemy unit within 18 inches of the Psyker. Uh, it doesn't say visible, which is strange, but uh, here yep. we go. Until the start of your next psychic phase, the enemy unit does not receive the benefits of cover against attacks made by beast snagging units from your army. Um, um, are trash. there any good oh. shooting units for the beast snaggers? I was just thinking, I'm like, do any of them shoot good? I'm like, no. So, this is an what? interesting thing because no is the, the 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 short answer is no. They have the the squig hogs and the the kill rig are both beast snagger units, and they have they're de- they have some shooting on them, but not great. But so at the Lone Star Open. Um, they put heavy yep. cover on a lot of their uh, terrain. That's people. true. And yep. I just played a practice game the other day where heavy cover came into play, and it's on a Terminator unit. So that unit goes on to one-up save if you charge it. Mm-hmm. This can take that away, which is real important for orcs with minus one AP on their oh, chopper. Oh, that's true. You know? So it doesn't. Yeah, it's just until the next psyche phase. Doesn't say shooting. Doesn't say combat. Doesn't say either. it's just all the time. You're right, man. That's actually big in those circumstances. Yeah, and this isn't this isn't something that you're going to see in most GW stock ruins because they don't have heavy cover. But if you're going to frontline gaming events or other events that are copying that terrain style where they just hand out heavy cover to every piece of ruin out there, it's actually a strong power because it there's. I can tell you from all playing my boys in 8th edition, the worst thing ever is charting your boys with no AP into two, two of saves. It's, yeah, it's exactly. the worst. And so it, now you're like, if you're doing it and your minus one is negated by their heavy cover, it's like this you're back in, in shit town, you know? And mm-hmm. so getting that, get taking away heavy cover and having minus one uh, uh, AP on your choppas is powerful. So I think it's, it's, a good, it's a good power. I don't know that it makes a cut into a list, but if you're going yeah. to a frontline game or something like that, maybe you tech into it. I'm, I'm remembering in days gone by in ages of yore before the Orc Codex when people were still playing Green Tide Heavy um, just because it was the, the best way to play them at the time. And the Nightbook came out and that like one gallant with with the two up armor save would just run through like 90 boys in a game. Oh my God, it's just it's nothing you're, you could, you're triggering me, bro. Just nothing you could do about it. It's just like, ah, all those. I mean, it would have looked sick. Like, you, you imagine what that looks like in game. It looks like it's sick. It's just this night, like, full tilt, just balling three boys. But um, a bad day at the office is what ensued. All right, last one here. Squiggly Curse. Uh, this one is one, I think this was um, previewed by G-Dub. Which, uh, which fire? Uh, warp charge value 7. Manifested select one enemy unit within 12 of this psyker and roller d6 for each model in the unit. For each result of a 4+, plus, that unit suffers one mortal wound. If any models in that unit are destroyed, this psychic phase by this power... Sorry, this, this boy, destroyed by the psychic power. Sorry, not phase. Every other enemy unit within 6 of that unit suffers one mortal wound. Um, yeah, look, this... To a maximum of six dice, so six four pluses to do mortal. So I know you're averaging three, you're averaging a best the best smite, but it's a seven to get off rather than a five is what a smite was. And it's only within twelve, rather yeah. So I'm iffy on it. And I don't think it I don't think it meshes up to some of the buffs you get. Yeah. So I would put this on a kill rig that I'm running um the other one frazzle with. And one that you're playing just rolling that thing into your opponent's army. You can advance at turn one and on turn two, you're just gonna move that thing. And just explode mortal wounds because this is yeah. not only does it hit the target, but it hits every unit within mm. six inches of the target, and they suffer a mortal wound. So I don't know if you ever played against Necrons with their Tesla uh, strat, where they hit you and oh, yeah. within six yep. inches of that unit. So if you do it on a twenty-man Skatari unit, that thing is a huge footprint, and everything within six is taking a mortal wound. And then suddenly after that, you're you're popping off um, Frazzle for nine mm. inches of D three mortal wounds mm-hmm. on a four up. I mean, yep, you I could, see where you're going off characters because that one mortal wound gets on the character and then you get 
frazzle on a character on a four up, you're doing another D three. So you could potentially snipe out a four wound character. Um, and if you do yeah, this, dude. you know, over a few turns, it's, you know, it, it can, it can add up. Yeah. You're not wrong, man. Actually, when you paint it like that, you can dish out a hellacious amount of mortal wounds on these guys. Um, and they're what? They're 16 wounds, toughness eight on those kill rigs. That's it's not hard. Sorry, it's not easy to pick up in response. You can't just like, you know, stare some las guns at it and hope it's going to die. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I mean, it's it, it'll die if you concentrate at it. But I mean, if if in my opinion, if you're running one with a, a speed wall or something like that, where you have a, a lot of other vehicle yeah. level targets, this thing's barreling at you, and it's like I'm going to get into your lines and just dish out a bunch of mortal wounds yeah 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 yeah. and your opponent's going to be like well i'm not going to worry about the thing that's possibly going to be doing you know four or five mortal wounds to each of these squads a turn i'm going to think kill the thing that's going to be wiping them out which is probably your squid hogs and your bikers and your stuff like that and your buggies and so this thing might just you're right this thing would just get to run the game but like sits just behind your back line and just strafes up and down to get everything within nine inches um yeah cool actually i actually don't mind that play we'll see if it we'll see if it translates but what do you think of the beast head overall i think there's like there's a couple of really good buffs in there um Spirit of Gork just seems like the best to me. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Uh, for me, it's the uh, Spirit of Gork because because that one you get to control. So it's I'm going to buff up my my Squig Hog units and they're going to go to do work, you know, and they're pointed pretty efficiently. So like, mm. I, I think it's it's not a bad a bad move. But um, I don't I don't like that they split up the powers. I wish they had just kind of like let you take. Like I, I wish I had just not made the war boy and just like put it a weird boy on a on the kill rig and then let the yeah. weird boy take one or both. You know, so yeah. kind of like the yeah. um, the with the uh, librarian with the Phobos, the Phobos librarian, where he could take one, he can choose from either power. Uh, yeah, tree. you're right, man. It, it does make a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yeah, but here we are. You know, it's okay. Here we are. All right, moving on to the relics, guys. So the first of these is called the Super Cyborg Buddy, and this one has been around for time immemorial at this point. Infantry model only. This model has a 4 plus invulnerable save each time an attack is allocated to this model. Half the damage characteristic of the attack. Look, that's good. Like, that's good, yeah? Yeah, and there's no, no question about it. The only, I mean, there's a question. Do you round up or down? And typically you round down with these things, uh, but sometimes I guess it would be round up in this case because otherwise it, you could just take zero damage. So yeah, um, well, it's, it's usually it's, it's weird they didn't state if it's round up or round down. So what do you do? What do you do with a five damage weapon? You just take two point five wounds. Yeah, it's gonna be rounded up. I mean, they'll have to keep sure, that for surely because they, yeah, they don't want one damage attacks doing zero. So. Exactly. All right, what's next? The head wampus kill chopper. This one's been around for a long time, but now it got expanded. You can take it on some of the beast chopper uh, weapons now. Nice. It's strength times two. Minus three, two damage, and if you roll an unmodified six to wound, you do one mortal wound on the target in addition to normal damage. Uh, so so this, it kind of changed. It used to be... Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. There you go, you go. Yeah, it used to be, I think, uh, just two mortal wounds if you did a six. and kind of ended the attack sequence. Now it's just you do a mortal in addition to, which is obviously, I think, better. Hmm. Um, is this... So this just seems like it's a power fist. Strength times two, minus three, two damage. It's just a power fist, yeah? Yeah, you don't have the minus, the minus one to hit. hit. Yeah, it's good. It's like what, what more can you say? It's good. Looks looks legit. I don't yeah. know what, what's what's the best option to take it. Is it just a war boss on foot with a big chopper and swap it out. Yeah, you can also use it on the. Uh, I believe uh, the uh, the uh, the new beast snaga uh, war boss on the Squigasar mm-hmm. house also has a beast chopper, so you can give this yep. to him uh, because he doesn't have a power claw, so he can't take the. Uh, uh, of course, the, yep. uh, the killer claw. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, fair enough. All right. The Crushing Armor's up next. Mega Armor model only. Has a 4 plus invuln. Add one to the saving throws made for them. So it'd be go up to a 1 plus armor save. Um, 
And it says armor saving throws, so you don't get a 3-plus invuln. Um, after the bearer makes the charge move, you can select one enemy unit within one and roll d d6. On 2-plus, they take a smite. Oh, that's a really nice little package. I actually like that a lot. I think it's very good. Yeah, I, it's not a bad relic at all, especially yeah. on like a mega knob, you know, uh, sorry, um, a, a big mech with a mega armor. Yeah, What's it's a nice little kind of survivability buff or, or yeah. the new one boss with the, uh, with the mega armor. What do you think is better, the super cyborg or the, the crushing armor? Oh, the super cyborg, 100%. Yeah? The half damage you think is better? Um, that's fair. And especially because it doesn't have to be on a Mega Armor boss. You can just check it on whenever you want. Um, yeah. All right. The Killer Claw is up next. The Killer Claw. It returns. The Claw. It used to be. <laughs> uh, it used to reroll wounds. Now it's just uh, a, a times two strength, minus four AP. So it got an extra AP. Still three damage. Um, yep. It's kind of the, one of the only ways to get three damage on Orc characters uh, <laughs> now. Uh, but that's it. No other uh, bells and whistles. It's just I damage. And I agree with the change. If this still had rerolls to wound and you could get all those juicy warlord traits and pluses to strength and crazy crap, this thing would just be so bonkers. It would make like a Blood Angels, like without the, the fight twice, it would make a Blood Angels Smash Captain from 8th edition look like a, a peon, be a behemoth. Yeah, I mean, like, I agree. With with, with the uh, the new uh, Brutal Bug Cunning where you have competitive edge, it would have yeah. been pretty crazy to have it would have been nuts. reroll wounds. And then if you, something, if you, did they do make a save, suddenly you get to start over. It's like, that's exactly that pretty strong yeah. combo. All right. The Dead Shiny Shooter model places a custom shooter only. Uh, it is DACA, so it's 18 inch, sorry, DACA 1410. So if you move 10 shots, if you don't move 14, I believe that's the way that goes. Oh, sorry, no, no if you're it's, in um, it's, it's half range. range. Yeah, so sorry. I keep thinking it's salvo, but it's not. Um, so at nine inches you get fourteen shots. Ten inches at eighteen you get ten. Yeah, correct. Um, it is strength five minus one two damage. That is a lot of shots. But it's all it, they just hit on fives. Yeah, you can't get it. Yeah, the model, hit on fours. <laughs> no, so, well, no, that's not true. I, I think a big mech with mega armor can have a custom shoot. Yeah. Um, so you can be have plus go four, and if you're free booters, you can be hitting on threes. So yeah. this is I, I like this that's because not bad. We'll get to it why later, but it's there is a secondary where your character has to kill five models to get uh, to score for the turn or kill a character. Oh, yeah. And so, if you put this on a on a free Buddha big mech with mega armor, he can pit. You know, if something gets within nine inches of him, or even ten inches, uh, eighteen inches, you get ten shots in on threes. You can potentially pick up five enemy models with this. You know, uh, it's not unheard of. It's not great, but you know, because if you're relying on that to get your secondary points, it's not it's it's not the best, but it's something to yeah. think about because because that secondary doesn't specify melee only. So this is some way to kind of play into that as well. This yeah, you're actually right, and that's a uh, a lot of shots. So you know, seven hits re- realistically if you're hitting on fours. So seven hits, strength five minus one two damage. There are some great profiles for slapping that heavy bolter profile. So heavy bolters into things. Um, I even. Think about some stuff like Mortifiers and stuff. Don't actually like this profile at all because they've got a really yeah. bad armor save. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, good, 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 good. I don't mind that. As far as a shooting weapon goes, that's not too shabby. Um, yeah. Next one's it's yours. Not a pistol, so it's, it must be good. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's not a pistol, guys. I, I can say it's okay. <laughs> uh, so the next one is Scorch Get Bones, and it does this. Oh, no, geez. It, <laughs> it's uh you can't t- put on it's a psyker uh war gear can't put it on a, a vehicle uh so can't go on this, the kill rig um and each time the bear attempts to manifest a witch fire psychic power add one uh, and each time it wo- wounds sorry loses a wound as a result of a perils of the warp on a four up it ignores the wound so uh this could have been so good and exactly, instead i don't think yeah. it's very it, good it used uh, to be plus one to cast 
at, for yeah. any wah power. And if it was still that, it would be useful because you could get your to jump down to a six. Yep. But it, yep. it's not. And so it's just it's just not as good. You know, it's I agree. Because uh, you're not taking into Witchfire unless you're no. using it on the on the kill rig. But guess what? Can't take it on the kill rig. Can't take it on the kill rig. <laughs> yeah. Uh that's annoying. That's actually quite annoying. Maybe there is some fringe builds where you build just resilient stuff and then blog clog people up and just smite into the combats and stuff. Maybe there's a thing there, but I'm not seeing it as of yet. And this doesn't make that any more enticing to me. Um, all right. Beast Hide Mantle. Beast Snagger model only. Add one to the bearer's attacks characteristic. Each time the bearer would lose a wound, roll a d6 on a 5 plus. That wound is not lost. Dan, that's really good. That's good as well. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Plus that's one attack and a 5 plus feel no pain. There's three good defensive ones here, but that's a good double. That does double duty. That's defensive and offensive. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like that, especially on a squig hog knob uh, or, or the war boss. Yeah, you said they've got nine wounds. Yeah, on the war boss version. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to twelve wounds. Like welcome, it's, it's really good. Um, so yeah, for, as far as I can see, the best ones is like the super cyborg, the crushing armor, and the B side mantle. Yeah, or am I missing something? Yeah, I would agree, hundred uh, percent. I think the killer claw still has play because getting your getting your power claw to three damage is is important. If you're if you're building into a, a power claw wielding war boss, I think the uh, killer claw is still worth it, even though you yeah. it lost some power because three damage is so important. Mm, not fair enough and we're moving on to the secondaries guys for those of you who might be catching up now we're on page <laughs> 69 nice um all right the first of the secondaries mate is yours stomp them good this is from the no no mercy no respite category um you can score victory points for the following if you, you score three victory points at the end of each battle round if the number of enemy units destroyed by melee attacks made by orc units from your army is more than the number of non, oh, sorry, friendly non-Gretchen units that were destroyed by melee attacks during this battle round. You score an additional point at the end of the battle round if the number of enemy units destroyed by melee attacks made by orc units from your army is at least two and double or more than the number of friendly non-Gretchen units that were destroyed by melee attacks during this battle round. So it's a super kill more. Is one really? Yeah, it, it's exactly. Yeah, it's 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 the um, gosh, what's the other uh, uh, um, grind them down. It's like yeah. grinding, grinding down, but you it's only for melee. So it's, this is not a bad pick if you are going to be killing your opponent in melee and they can't kill you in melee. So you're playing well, into a gun line or something like that. You know. You think you think about the, the armies we're playing into at the moment. I mean, Drakari may be a bad example. Sisters may be a bad example because they have melee elements as well. But they have a huge amount of MSU, like a massive amount of MSU. And one unit of boys, even just 10 boys, can go in and pick up two five-man sisters units pretty reliably. Um, and so you think about that, those options there. Look, this looks pretty good, really. Yeah, my my only problem is is it's it's going to be hard to do on turn one, and and you're and you give agency to your opponent. You give to something them to deny, yeah, yeah. And so you, I I don't know how many times my opponent has taken to the uh, grind them down, and I go second, and they're like, I killed two units or three units. I'm like, okay, well, I just have to kill three units to deny you secondaries, and I'm absolutely yeah. going to do that. So exactly. You get you 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 give them agency. Mind you, they have to do it in melee, so not all armies can do that reliably. You know, you're playing into a dreadnought spam list or something like that. Like, you know, not not they're not going to be able to do that re- realistically with redemptors. I mean, maybe maybe if you you know give them a, a nice juicy knob to kill or something like that. But if they're trying to go into boys, it's not gonna not gonna go well for them. But mm. uh, yeah, it's a, it's a decent secondary, um, and you can tech into it. But it's it's. It, I wouldn't like plan on taking this at the army list uh, building yeah. stage. Yeah, it just like if your opponent presents it to you and you're like, I know I'm going to be getting into combat with mm. you turn one. 
you're playing Jukari or something and they have yeah. a bunch of them with you, you're like, yeah, I'll take that because I think I'll kill more than you every turn. And yeah, even if you don't exactly get it, right. one, you're still getting uh, th- uh, three points a turn, 12. <laughs> well, you, you can do get that extra point. It you know? only really takes two turns of getting the four um, to make it worth it, right? Definitely, yeah. I, I find I finding at the moment a lot of people. Uh, it seems like the more we play into ninth edition, people's expectations of how many points they get per secondary goes down. Their first pick, everyone's first pick, they they're aiming for the fifteen, and the rest, if they get around ten, they're usually happy. Like, and for me, for like my, if I'm playing into a really hard game, if I get over six or seven, usually I'm happy. So getting like two two turns of three is to get a six. One of those being. A, a double turn, you know, getting a seven, like that's not the worst thing in the world. Like, especially if it's just your your second or third pick secondary. But anyway, next one is in the shadow operations category. This is uh, get the good bits. Um, if you select a secondary objective, then after both sides have finished deploying, starting with your opponent, the players alternate selecting objective markers that are not within any player's deployment zone to be good bits objective markers uh, until three objective markers have been selected. So that means you get to pick one, your opponent gets to pick two, theoretically. Well, in all intents and purposes. If there's only one such objective marker on the table, that objective if marker is a good is obviously one of those markers because there can only be that one. Uh, or, or core units from your army can attempt the following actions. Uh, get the good bits action. At the end of your movement phase, one or more or core units from your army can start to perform this action. Each unit from your army that starts to perform this action must be in range of a different good bits objective marker. And you cannot start this action while there are any enemy units excluding aircraft in range of the same objective marker this action is completed at the end of your next command phase provided the unit attempting this action is still within range of that objective marker score three victory points each time unit from this army completes this action so it doesn't say anything about you not being able to do it just every turn on the same objective yeah yeah you can you can do it multiple times on the same objective um but this is one of those those this is one of those actions that's like you have to survive until your next turn and your opponent what unit? Go, no, thank you. <laughs> and what unit is that for orcs? That's gonna. It's no. There ain't no terminators. You, you're going to be willing to put mega knobs on an objective and make them do this because are they? If I don't. Sorry, I don't even know if they're core. I can't remember if mega knobs are core. But um, you know what? Re, what resilient unit can you literally afford to chuck on a? It's orcs, yeah. You, you know, it's orcs. I keep coming back to this. What resilient unit can you just chuck on an objective, do this action with, and expect it to live when it's just got this massive target painted on it? Yeah, exactly. I I think like. There's play into this because it, you can put on like war bikes or um, I think even. Uh, um, well, that's true. The, uh, doesn't uh, doesn't say infantry. Core. Doesn't um, say infantry. But, that's big. Yeah, but you're giving up, you know, all that shooting or, or mm. potential for damage. And I think it's not worth it. This, look, if you are playing in player place terrain like the LSO was, let Lone Star Open, or, or you have an objective in the center board somewhere that is out of line of sight and you can just drop. 10 boys there and your opponent doesn't have any way to deal with them yep. it's a great secondary right because you just do it every turn they just perform an action and then you get your your 12 or 15 points from it yeah but the the situations in which your opponent's gonna let you do that has got to be pretty limited i imagine so. I, agreed agreed i don't think this is good yeah. um anyway next, next is up it's an purge the enemy category the biggest and the best this one is, um, you select a secondary objective, you score three victory points at the end of each battle round for which for each of the following achievements, uh, following that's achieved by your orc warlord, is important, to a maximum of five points per turn. Uh, you kill an in- enemy monster or vehicle with your uh, yep. with melee attack by your warlord. You kill a character with a melee attack from your warlord, or you kill five or more enemy models with your warlord, just with attacks by your warlord. So... You know, this is what we talked about with the with the uh, uh, the the dead shiny shooter 
where you can put a custom shoot on a war boss or something, and then he gets 14 shots into something he could potentially yeah. five guys. Because this is it's not a bad one. It's hard to build into because so, you have to get your war boss, your war yeah. lord into the mix, you know, and it's well, hard to do that on turn one. You're absolutely right. And zeroing in the last of those dot points is the only one you could you can believe you're gonna be reliably able to do more than once a game. Like you can trust that once per game your ward's gonna go and smack something. But then it's probably gonna get picked up. So especially if you've got this secondary. So the the one the only one that's worth building around would be the last one, yeah. It's like this yeah. wall has to pick up five models in either shooting or combat. And you know, you yeah. can build that onto something, right? Yeah, and the the problem is is that your warlord, if you want to call a law, your warlord has to be a war boss. So ah, of course. You're 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 already incentivized to make your war boss the warlord. And this is not a secondary that that war boss is really good at. I mean, if you give him the dead shiny shooter, maybe you do it, but he hits on fives, guys. And you, even if you get 14 shots, you're hitting like three or four times. You're not going to kill five guys. So yeah. he, if he goes in and kill, if he can get him into combat every turn and pick up five enemy mooks, you know, like that's definitely worth it. But it's 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 one of those things that's it's not reliable and. I don't think if it was a character, you know, like choose a care an or character and, and and that character gets to do these things, that would be a different story. But it's your war lord. So like I don't know where it works out, you know. I think mm. the only way I would do this is if I did it on a uh shock attack gun mech. Yeah. Uh, who's free Buddhist, so he's hitting on threes once you yeah. proc free Buddhas. Yep. And he has the the uh the uh custom job for two D three. And exactly it, he, right. So he can pick up a vehicle um, every turn, but it, th that's mm. only melee attacks actually. So it's not even that good for him. He has to just shoot into like five. Uh, yeah, shoot into, essentially, five, you just need, five, you need to have like a a max unit of Skatari to shoot into every turn because you're just gonna get the, gonna have to you need to get blast off on the shock attack gun, and then you need to get you know f at least five hits and five wounds. Yeah, I, the more I, I thought like for a second there, like oh yeah, if you just kill a vehicle every turn with him, but it has to be melee attacks. Yes, so. melee. Does yeah. no? I don't see a I, actually. I don't see a great way of building around this. Yeah. Um, it sounds cool, but I just don't see how it works. You, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, all right, <clears throat> last one. Uh, this is Green Tide. Is battlefield supremacy slot? Um, at the start of the battle, divide the battlefield into four even quarters. Um, score three victory points at the end of the battle round. If two or more battlefield quarters each have an orc unit from your army that contains eleven more models wholly within them, score five victory points at the end of the battle round. If instead, if all four battlefield quarters each have orc units from your army containing eleven or more models, um, this is a good build around. But I feel like this is counterintuitive to the way this codex is internally balanced. Yeah, hundred percent. Like when I when I first saw this, putting aside how you can make four even your eyes, your <laughs> eyes would have bugged out of your head. And you're like, ha, my time has come. Like, but then it's 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 wholly within. You can't be. Yeah. You can't straddle the line. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's hard to do if you're. And and the problem is, is as soon as your opponent, you take this, your opponent's like, well, I'm just going to shoot all your guys down to 10 man squads or something, you know? Exactly right. Um, and morale mitigation has essentially gone out the window for orcs. Um, you know, we have some, but it's like, it's not what it used to be. Uh, and so your opponent's going to see this and it, and, and it pushes you to play the green tide, which is, you know, four or five units of 30 man boys, mm -hmm. but those are going to get picked up. And it's not a know, good, it's not a good meta at the moment. It, might, it may yeah. be in the future. That may be amazing in the future, but right now do not, if you, if you want to go ultra competitive, I'm not, well, maybe Jeff's got some ideas for us later, but right now I think it's a bit rough. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll say it's not, it's not looking good, but uh, I, I wouldn't build around this. That's for sure. Hmm. 
Um, but yeah, fair. That brings us to the end of the rules parts so far. We've got we've got the. It's funny we get to the data sheet rules like only now, like on page, you know, what is it, seventy? Do we start talking about stuff like here we go and ramshackle and wah? And though, even though we've been reading about them and talking about them like you know twenty pages of this review already, but um, we're up to the data sheets page. I'll just firstly I'll read off DACA weapons, then we'll get um we'll have the Mr. Pool to tell us about a bunch of the other special rules. But DACA weapons is pretty much brand new. Last edition, DACA weapons was every six to hit is an additional shot. Um now it reads as thus. DACA weapons have two values for the number of attacks they make. When a mole shoots with a DACA weapon, use the first value if that target is within half range of the weapon. Um if the target is not, use the second value. So you're right. It's like a a wonky uh, rapid fire. But is there more to read into here or is it pretty much exactly what it means? It, it, there's nothing else to read into. Easy. Easy as pie. Up to you, mate. You can tell us about, here we go, Ramshackle, Mob Rule, all of them. Yeah, sorry. I thought you guys had gone over this in the first episode because I kind of been talking about them earlier. But so here we go. It used to be reroll one or both dice on the charge. Now it's just reroll charges. So mm-hmm. it is definitely a downgrade. Um, no no questions about it. Only You can't choose to, if you get the six and the one, you got to reroll them both. You can't keep the six. Yeah. Uh, Ramshackle, um, it's pretty so- interesting rule. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ramshackle. So if, if you're getting shot, and these are on most orc vehicles now have Ramshackle. Uh, if you're getting shot with a strength seven or below weapon, subtract one damage to a minimum nice. of one. Nice. It's so it's the, same, it's, the, it's the same as what Dreadnoughts have got, essentially, but it's on all of them instead of just being on stuff like Killer Cans and Death Dreads, but it has the caveat that Strength 8 doesn't care. So I like it. I think it's I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good, but it's not going to protect you from the big things out there in the meta that are blowing up vehicles. You know, that's the reality. It's going to help the, you against heavy bolters. Some of those, the chip plasma damage, guns and, yeah, yeah, the chip damages. Well, even plasma guns, they're strength eight at minus, yeah, when you overcharge. That's true. <laughs> I'm bad. So it's, <laughs> and if they're strength seven, turns out they're only one damage, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> mm. But your yeah, melted um, guns and dark lances are not. They don't give a shit. All right, keep going. Mob rule and beast nagger. What do they do? Yeah, so mob rule changed. Big time. This is the thing that hurt, hit me in the feels the most. It's uh, if you're within six inches of a clan mob unit uh, that is not under half strength, this unit is never considered to be under half strength. So this mm-hmm. is if you're around a big unit, uh, you are not going to run away as easily. So you're you're yeah. not going to get that minus one to the combat attrition test, which is hugely different than mob rule was a, you know, mm-hmm. before. Before, if you were thirty man squad, you got shot down to two dudes or five dudes. And you're next to another 30 man squad, you're leadership 30. So you're not yeah. unlikely to run. Now it's yeah. like you're going to run, but you're just going to lose less dudes. And that is, first of all, it hurts me as an orc player because it doesn't feel like an orc rule. It doesn't feel like mob mm-hmm. rule. Mob rule to me has never felt nah. this weak. You know, it used to be you could, when they were running away, they would mop up with and Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, to me, it's, 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 it's just not as good. And it's, yeah. there's no question about it. You, <clears throat> This is why thirty-man boy squads don't look so good, you know. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a, it's a space man rule. It's they don't no, no fear, man. It, it's really weird that they've got that kind of a thing in here. Anyway, um, beast snagger, last one. Yeah, uh, this one's pretty good. Uh, you just get plus one to hit against vehicles and monsters, and a six-up invulnerable save. And this is Sick. the uh, yeah they gave this all the new uh, beast snagger boys, obviously, and it is a great rule. Like, it is no really good. Mm. Um, yeah, plus yeah yeah plus one to hit. For all beast naggers, and especially that's that's their like <clears throat> that's their inbuilt their extra their extra layer as you'd see like a, you know, um kind of like doctrines kind of like I don't know mono bonus or the whatever that's their kind of extra little layer for the beast naggers and it makes sense it's quite good because they they're kind of their own sub faction now but weirdly distributed I, I don't really understand how or why they decided to do that but onto the wah all right 
Tell us about a while. How'd you call a while? What does it do? Oh, Break it down. You can't like. <laughs> so, man, I've got a couple of yeah. friends who are just like, oh man, I really don't want to hear people war, grown men warring across a thing in the board. Like, that's exactly what I want. No, don't you dare is, tell I us have a stop. theory. A theory about this. So, Games Workshop, they came to LVO a couple of years ago, and they were like, yep. man, no one is warring around here. This is not a cool yeah. thing. That's right. Because in the edition, your all your war bosses had the war ability, and you never heard yeah. anyone. Just had it. And so now they, I think they were like, you know what? We need more dudes in their 40s screaming at the top of their lungs at tournaments. So That's here right. we go. We're going to give That's, them back and their, they, they were the, cor- the they were, game call. <laughs> dude, they were exactly correct, and I love that it's back. But tell us the story. What does it do? Uh, so it has to be your warlord, and the warlord has to be a war boss. And then once a battle in your command phase, you can call a war. Um, you can do it even if your war boss is in a transport on the battlefield. Yep. He just um, leaves so out the window. It's great. Exactly. Hey, wah! Uh, and uh, if he's a speed boss, he com- calls a speed wah. And if he's Gaskol Thraka, he calls the great wah, which combines the two together. Um, the, they both have two stages. Yep. Um, the first one is like the turn you call it, and the second one is like kind of an after effect that happens the next turn. So uh, the wah is or core and character units uh, can advance and charge which is awesome. real powerful. Um, yep. We used to just have that as an ability the whole game, and now it's once a game, uh, mm-hmm. which is certainly a downgrade. Um, but it's plus one attack, so it kind of that kind of makes up for it. So you, and it, there's no range restriction on this. It's just the whole damn all table. over the battlefield, everyone gets to advance and charge, um, and everyone gets plus one attack. And on the yep. second turn, it's just plus one attack. So you still get that kind of residual bonus um, even after the turn you called it. Yeah, uh, I, I like this a lot. I think it's actually a really good, really good change by G-Dub. I think it's quite elegant. I mean, you think about how um, influential that turn two buff is for Drakari. It's really the activator that makes Drakari good. Is the turn two they advance and charge? Orcs, you just get to pick your spot, and it's going to be a real bit of a skill check for picking. Like you know, I called it turn one because I wanted to get stuck in, but my first line got pushed back. I really wish I had it turn three, turn four because I would have won the game. And um, that's going to be really key, I think. One hundred percent. I definitely agree with you. Um, it's, I don't know what you'll ever call turn one unless, you know, I, I guess if you're running like a bunch of, you know, uh, bikes, bikes, you know, it's, it's good then, but even then it's, it, yeah. it's, it, it, you, this is something you want to see for turn two or three when you're going to make that haymaker, you know? Um, and the plus one attack is just gravy. On yeah. Top of that. Yeah. And the, so the speed was exactly the same thing, but for vehicles and bike models instead of, of infantry and, and stuff. Yeah. Core and character no. units. Well, it's it's um, orc models uh, don't suffer the penalty for advancing and shooting assault weapons, um, yep. and anyone who is a vehicle or a biker model uh, gets an additional uh, attack with DACA weapons. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and they get an extra vehicles and bikers get an extra AP with range yep. attacks, and then the residual effect is you keep that extra AP for another turn. And extra AP is nice. Is, yeah, this is the secret. This is not the secret stuff. This is the this is the ability, in my opinion, that makes orcs good in the new edition because the amount of v- the volume of shooting that you can get out with war bikers, DACA jets, all the the vehicles, like uh, just like there's so much shooting that can come out of mech orcs now, yeah. and it's yep. it's low quality. You know, it's like you're hitting on fives, and so it's not going to be doing a ton, uh, but. Giving an extra AP and an extra shot on all these weapons is super powerful, and it's something that I think is, you know, going to be where you're going to see at least in the immediate future, especially in this meta, where you're going to see orcs 
kind of building into and tuning into. You're going to see them mm. taking a bunch of planes, a bunch of bikes, a bunch of vehicles to take yeah. advantage of this plus one to AP. That spot on, dude. Um, so that brings us to the data sheets. Now, we don't have time or energy in our feeble old forms to go through every single one of these data sheets. So I've left it up to my man, Jeff, to cherry pick some of the most notable changes that we think the audience would like to hear about or we should they think they should know about. Now, my dude, where should we draw our gaze first? Well, your, your gaze should uh, go to commandos and... Um... They have improved significantly. And dude, like, that's that's a big statement because they were already like an, an almost an auto-take in most lists, but for a different reason, yeah? Correct. Yeah, they used to be um, in the prior edition, they could deep strike. And so they would just drop in, they were cheap, and they would just do a an action and, th- and then they would die. You know, so yeah. they come in, do an action, die. They've lost deep strike, and instead they've got they've they've got your uh, uh, proper infiltrate, yeah, infiltrating deployment. So nine inches away from your opponent's deployment zone, and nine inches away from enemy models, and they can come up to fifteen man squads. And they just got a sweet new kit that they look badass, by the way. Uh, these mm-hmm. new models, um, but they got a ton of special cool rules. Like they have this um, a rule where it's uh, sneaky gets. So oh, no, throat slitters. That's the one. You get plus one to wound if the unit makes a melee attack and it's within one inch of a terrain feature. So if your commandos are near in a piece of terrain, plus one to wound. Uh, and they can go up to 15-man squads now. And so I think there's a lot of play in, like, you, you, can, you can't, like, go all in. Dude. Hoping to go first. Yeah. You know, but you could deploy 15 of these dudes, like, just right up in your opponent's ground and be like, think about it. I don't know if I'm going first, but if I do, these guys are moving five inches. Uh, maybe six if they're evil sons, and then they're ch- they could potentially advance and charge if you want to call that wall. But they're going to make your opponent play differently. You just put them right on the freaking line. You you prevent your opponent's infiltrators from coming in uh, into the mid zone if you get the first deployment. And you're just saying, look, I'm if I, if you go first, you're killing these dudes. They're they're, they're going to die. Yeah, uh, but uh, if I, I go. I, I- that's not the case, you know? It's kind of stunning to me. I suppose so. Sneaky gets one thing that I've uh, I've noticed here just reading it. Um, while it's receiving the benefit, add additional two. So they go from a six up save to a three up save in cover. It's not to a four up save because they get cover in addition to the plus two. Add an additional yeah. plus two. So they go, yeah, three plus armor save and cover, which is like on, on orcs is actually at, at right out there. Like literally Meganobs is the only one that has better. Um, and the sl- throat slit is, is it's phenomenal. Plus they get infiltrators. Okay, so think about how the difference in points from an infiltrator to an intercessor, yeah? And it's a lot of points difference. I can't remember what it is, but I know it's a lot because <laughs> it's 100 points. Oh, these, it's yeah, a, these are 11. I think they're 11 each. No, they're 10. They're 10. I just checked. 10? They're 10 points. Oh, yeah. It's one point more than the boy for infiltrating plus a bunch to your armor save and plus to uh, plus to wound if they're if they're next to a, a thing. Yeah. Those are three premium things. You pay two points for any of those on any other data sheet. You are absolutely 100%. right, man. Commandos are mwah, looking and- plumb. Yeah, you deploy 15 of these in cover the center of the board just saying, if I go first, you have to deploy conservatively because if you don't, if you deploy on the line, these fools yeah, are man. charging you. They're yeah. getting two attacks each, three on the knob, and they have a distraction grot. So even if the distraction grot's really cool because what it says is essentially once a game, you can count as being near terrain to, to trigger your uh, your plus one to wound aura. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So, yeah, it's a cool little grot, and he just like he has a really cool model, and, and, and he – it's like, well, look, I don't care if you're in the open. I'm just going to get plus one to wound you. I'm strength four. Um, and maybe I'm a goth or something. And it's it's any clan. 
So like mm-hmm. you can be strength five of the charge with golf with exploding sixes. And it just, it puts the pressure on your opponent. Like you and anything that you can do to change your opponent's thought process and the way they play the game is super yep. powerful. And it's, yeah. And if, if you go second and they die, they still got a three up armor saving cover. So they're not easy Dude, to shift. Like, it's 40. It's yeah. for, at that point, it's 45 Marine bodies. Um, yeah. 40, sorry, plus the, plus the knobs, so three units. That'll be 48 marine wounds, toughness three wounds. It's hard for a lot of armies to do that. Death. And they're, they're T5. They're nuts. Yeah. They're, they're T5 with a three-up they're, hard, they're harder to kill the marines. That's crazy. Uh, Gravis marines. Yeah. That's legit. That's legit, dude. That's really good. So they're, they're not going to die to just random, like, bolter shots. Um, mm. So you got to put significant resources into them to kill them. So I think, like, to me, every orc army – and I, I, I really – when I first read, I'm like, oh, I'm taking three units of 15 um, for sure. Um, but I don't know that you do. I think you just take one and you deploy them first. This is my first drop. And your opponent now goes like, well, fuck. If I, if I. <laughs> I'm going to have that beeped. I'm going to have that beeped, Jeff. That F-bomb. <laughs> but oh, go, keep going. Yeah. Oh, well, I've got. Uh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> double down. The good old Marigold double down. Um, but you're right. I think only one, one unit is enough to make, to check people, to make people have to respect that play and just be just have to be cautious i think that does all the job you need to do and what's the what's the the sub faction that has the redeploy so blood axe but the problem with blood axe is they it's got before the, it's before the yeah. first turn yeah yeah you before you know who goes first which is like yeah. trash it's just total trash like why would you, you why like i mean I like know. the only reason you would do it is because it lets you put them in a strategic strategic reserve for free so you save well, yourself some cp but like just put them into strategic reserves, unless you. I mean, well, I guess so, there is because you can you can deny your opponent the midfield. You know. Yeah, well, that, that that would be what I would do it for. You'd be like, ah, here's these you know twenty, thirty of these guys right up in your grill, and then you they have to deploy back, and then you just pop them up and um pop them into strategic reserve, and then they're just action monkeys thereafter. Um, but look, that's not a horrible play, but that's not you don't, you're not putting you know four hundred points of your army into that play. That's a terrible use of points. Um, yeah. if it, if it yeah. was like after you learned who went first, it would be. Uh, it would be a phenomenal, phenomenal. Because then they just, they just every game you just deploy them at the back of the board, and uh, then front of the board, and uh, yeah, that would be sick. All right, what's another data sheet worth looking at, brother? Well, I think you, you would be remiss if you didn't talk about the uh, the um, uh, the beast, uh, the new beast knob, uh, the, the squig hog boys. Sorry, I can Let's they're, do they're, it. all the names. They're just crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, they, they always uh, have been. Yeah, and there we go. I, I found him. Um, yeah. So, movement yeah. 10, weapon skill 3, weapon skill 5, strength 5, toughness 6, which is significant. Uh, wounds 3, attacks 3, leadership 6, 4 plus save. That leadership is dismal. Um, and it doesn't get buffed if you have a knob. Uh, there is no knob option here. Um, they come e- equipped with a saddle git, uh, weapons, stickers, squig hog uh, jaws. Um, so, the saddle git is just a single. Strength four shot. Yeah, um, it's the sti- riding on the back. Don't don't yeah. worry about it. it doesn't do the much. sticker. The sticker. So that we want to talk about in melee, right? Um, the squid hog jaws in melee. Are, yeah, like I said, strength six at minus one one damage, and then the melee of the actual rider is also strength six but minus two two damage. Um, you get to make two additional attacks with the jaws, and he's got three attacks base. This is it comes in with five quality attacks. Um, every time, and uh, that's really good, man. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, it, it's look. I think. I think the character versions of these are probably better, but this is what you're, if you're building into the new models and you want to play in with the, the beast gob aura where you get plus one damage on the bites and the, um, the psychic power where you mm-hmm. get uh, exploding sixes and plus one attack on the jaws. This is not, these guys are going to see them. I mean, you, I don't think it takes six of them because they come in three to six. 
But once you get up to six, you're susceptible to blasts and your coherency problems come into play. Um, yeah. So I, I think in this, you're going to take five man units and they got a four up armor. Um, they yep. are uh, beasts. And I think, I'm uh, sorry, they're, they're um, uh, cavalry. And I don't think cavalry gets bonuses to cover. Uh, but, no, no. you know, they're still a four up save. They have a 10 inch move. So they're not, they're not that they fast. Get- but they get to go through. They get to. They get to go through walls. They can't go through walls, or is it based on swarms? No, I think it's based on swarms. swarms. Yeah, they yeah. can't go through walls. Uh, but they're only twenty-five points a model, guys. Are yeah, they twenty-five points? Good. That's a great price point. Seventy-five points for three of these guys is actually ridiculous. When you think I pay ninety points for three Space Marine bikers, and they just come with like a chainsaw and a freaking bolt gun, two bolt guns strapped to the front. These guys will rip their throat out and do not care. Like it's. Like I compare these guys to the they got the killing power of like, I don't know, better blade guard. They don't have the armor save or the invol. Well, they got a six plus invol, but they don't have the two up armor save. But they kill so well. Toughness six is actually huge for the meta at the moment, where we have a lot of tons of strength four and strength five shooting from like especially Skatari um shooting. So strength six is actually a big, big deal. Man, I think they're amazing, especially for twenty five points. Twenty five points yeah. can't get over, guys. Bargain. They're going to be five-man units, three-man units. They're going to be good, and they're going to be strong mm. enough to, to put down a lot of stuff. And if you build into making them really good with the Warlord trade or the Psychic power, they can do some serious damage. I, yeah. I don't think they have the staying power once they're out in the open, but you know they're cheap. So it's like, yeah. you know, I think, and I think that's where the strength of the Orc Codex lies. Is mm. A lot of their stuff was priced really well. And um, they're core. Cool. They're core. Cool. So they... You know, anything that applies there applies here. Um, uh, next one I want to say is the is the ruck a truck squid uh, buggy. This is this is um, going to be on every table. There's going to be three, two to three of these on every orc list, I believe. Yeah, it's it's because they their uh, squid launcher became um, a, a mortar uh, shoots outside a line of sight, um, and it's it's yeah. it's a buggy. You know, so, so it's, it's um, like you know, it's a vehicle, nine wounds, T six, four up save. Not not nothing to write home about, but it's. Let's skill five up, except when it's shooting its heavy squig launcher, uh, it's plus one to yep. hit. So it's hitting on fours, 2d6 yep. shots, strength five, minus two, two damage, blast. And that is amazing. Like, yeah, it can target you just not good. And yeah. dude, um, this thing is like, you remember the Scorpius, this uh, Scorpius whirlwinds, whirlwind Scorpiuses? Yeah. This is just pretty much it. One less strength doesn't get to shoot twice. Who cares? Um, Toughness six with nine wounds sitting out of line of sight. It's actually going to be hard to remove these guys. And the great thing about orcs is you're going to be pushing up the table. So you, you, you actually have to make an, uh, usually most orc armies are like, well, what do I leave at home? This, this, you just leave it at home. Like it, it does the job for you. It sits on an objective. That's it's relatively durable. Um, and man, it has like, it pretty much has the best shooting in the orc army. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, well, no, but it has great out of line of sight. Shooting. It, it got, it offers something to the orcs they didn't have before. With the exception of like lavas, which are trash, but this is a good. You're going to see one of these in every orc list at a minimum because minimum. it can get a um, an upgrade. I think for I think it's to make it weapons a blitz skill four up, and then it goes to three up. I think. Yeah, um, I think that's it. Um, and it's ninety points. It's not a huge investment. Two seventy points in most lists is would be pretty easy to come by. I think to get three of these, but I, I'm not sure you can get three. Maybe it's two. Yeah, it, it, one or two of these easy, and they just let you. Pick up those five man Skatara units or exactly. five man yeah. uh, uh, Space Marines because minus two damage or minus two two damage is great. Beautiful, up, you know, five man intercessor units that are hiding out of line of sight. Yeah, really good pick. It's very very self explanatory, and I think run out and get some if you don't have any already, guys. 
Indeed, indeed. And I don't. So (laughs) good luck. (laughs) All right. So two more, two more data sheets and we'll wrap this one up. What do you got? I I think we got to talk about the dad, the, the, the old, um, uh, DACA, DACA jet, which I've uh, heard quite a bit. I've heard quite a bit about this. Um, yeah. Tell us the story, dude. So it's, um, it's cheap as shit. Uh, I don't have the exact (laughs) points in front of me, but it's, Oh, I'll look. Yeah, look it up for me, please. It's got uh, four. It's got four super shooters, but you can take two more. And these are DACA weapons, six and four with thirty-six inch range. So if you're mm-hmm. and it's a plane, so if you, it's it's not hard to get within eighteen inches of what you want not to shoot. Yeah. And so it's shooting six times six is thirty-six shots, hitting on fives, minus one strength six, minus one one damage. That is a great profile. And if you Absolutely. call a speed law, it's now uh, it's now seven shots. Per yep. gun, so seven times six is what? 50, 50, what is it? Seven times six is now my. my I'm going to just show my bad math. Nah. It's uh, <laughs> forty-two shots. Yep. So at strength six minus two AP one damage, like that's insane. And you could take mm. three of these things, and they're pretty cheap. I think they're like around hundred points on that. One they, start, they, start, they start at hundred, and the additional two super shooters are ten points each. So one twenty gets you. Yeah, just all the DACA. Yeah, one twenty points is insane, and these things are. Plane, so they're going to easily get in within DACA range of you, and two turns of value with the speed wall is yeah. it's nuts. I mean, they're they're paper tigers, you know. They T six, twelve wounds, four up save, but they are minus one to hit because they're uh, supersonic or uh, airborne or whatever mm-hmm. it is, or hard to hit. That's the rule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they have other than that, they're just a plane, so they're nothing crazy. But they have ramshackle, so they are yeah getting minus yeah. one damage if you're shooting them with the smaller arms uh yeah minus, you know. minus one to hit minus one damage toughness six 12 wounds four plus armor save look for 100 100 points 120 points that's fine in fact that's good yeah yeah spot on good call uh the last one is the one um i know there's so many there's so much good shit to talk about it's got to be the um the i'm uh, getting to it i didn't bring my codex with me on the trip uh, but it is the uh, knob on the uh, the beast hog knob. Yep, knob on and smash squig or whatever it is. There he is. Yeah. So he's pretty badass. He's a he's a little beats it character. He's not as good as the war bosses, and I, I recommend everyone look at the war bosses too because they are like where you're gonna get your real value. But this guy's a really good character because he has he's movement ten, three up weapon skill, five strength, six toughness, five wounds, four attacks, four up armor. And he's got a big chopper, so he's uh, his strength, his attacks are strength seven minus one two damage, and his his uh, his uh, smasher squig has two attacks at strength six minus one two damage, yep. and he has a really interesting ability. The first one is he doesn't take up a detachment slot if you have a um, uh, a uh, beast hog boys, or sorry, squig hog boys unit in your detachment. You can take two of these dudes without taking up a detachment slot, which is. Very powerful because you're fast at he's fast attack and fast mm-hmm. attack is very crowded. Stacked. He's only 65 points, mate. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a little beats it character and he gets this really cool thing where he, when he finishes a charge or heroic intervention, you select an enemy unit within engagement range and you roll five d6. And for every four up, you do a mortal wound. Wow. And yeah, so he's rolling in, he's doing two to three mortal wounds and then he gets four. Four attacks at strength seven minus one two damage, and two attacks at strength six minus one two damage. And he's a character, so you can put these cool warlord traits mm. on him. And these are the ones that you want to put not on you not on your war boss, but like kind of your support character stuff. And he has a really cool stratagem where when he if he charges in and kills something with those mortal wounds, he could charge again. Charge again, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's like, a, he's a he's a beautiful finisher. 
Yeah, exactly. He goes in, picks up the screen that has two wounds left or whatever it is, picks it up, and then charges into the juicy interior. And this is really important because he gets a charge again. So he gets to declare new targets yeah. of his charge. And so he can go in and just pick people up and then charge again. And it, it, I think it's a, it's an amazing ability. Um, yeah, me it, too. It's got limited – I mean, like, you can't always use it, but when it comes up, it's going to be super clutch. And, you know, I think – this guy in Evil Sons with the where he can choose someone to advance and charge every turn. This is you put this on that guy because he kind of just runs up with all those fast mobile units, the the squig hogs and the war bikers, and he goes, You charge this turn, you charge this turn, you charge this turn. And he just lays out a bunch of um support options with a little bit of killing power supported by uh, uh behind him, you know? Yeah, spot on. Um, dude, uh, that might bring us to the end of this review in the entirety. Well, what we were willing to do of the or codex because yeah. uh, there are so many good like i want to i want to give honorable mentions to, to um Defcopters. Oh, have a look in there guys there's, there's a lot to talk about there um and i still think storm boys are, are going to be a mainstay as well they're just phenomenal action monkeys um on the, the weird thing is i can't really give a shout out to any of the troop options none of them really set me on fire and i don't really know where the where the lay of the land is where it's going to be the the beast snagger boys or the boys or the gretchen is going to be the way we go and move forward with the troop slots because it's looking a bit awkward at the moment but that's actually something i'm going to put to you over in part two my dude so um encapsulate and just talk about or give a rating out of out of 10 um, for how good do you think this orc book is and then give us a an s to to c rating for how strong do you think orcs will be um, in the in the wider meta well codex rating uh you know out of 10 is very subjective i'd put it at like a, a good 8 or 9 out of 10 i think because it's got a really good internal balance i think a lot of stuff in here has gotten a lot better than it used to be the but when you step back and look at what orcs used to be and um, they got a lot of downgrades, but I think this codex, if you're just looking at it without prior knowledge of its last codex, it's an eight or a nine. It's a very good codex. There's some really good stuff in here. There's a lot of synergies, a lot of powerful units, a lot of cheap units. Things are cheap. So you're, you get, you can buy a lot of point efficiency in this army. Um, if I'm going to rate them, I rate them around sisters of battle. Um, wherever you put sisters of battle, I don't know if they're like an A plus or whatever it is in your in your tier rating. They're not Drukari, they're not Admech mm-hmm. by any stretch of the mm-hmm. imagination, but they're they're around your they're going to be around a, a sisters of battle, maybe a little less powerful. But I think it's going to be orc armies that you're not used to seeing. It's going to be your your Ben Jurek style from 2018, where he ran his free Buddhas for you know a season and just like a lot of vehicles with shooting. You know, I think that's what you're going to see. They're going to lean into the point efficiency of the orc codex more than the special yeah. rules and the orkiness of it you know yeah that's that totally makes a lot of sense dude um all right well on that note we might wrap this one up for any of you interested and hopefully there's many 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 of you come over and join us on part two over on patreon or over on the article 40k and uh me and uh first up me and mr jeff Poole are going to unpack his first um uh lists for orcs we're going to go through a couple of maybe some games he's had some some tech choices some options some biggest winners biggest losers we're going to talk a little bit candidly about this orc codex moving forward and uh what its prospects are and its big strengths and weaknesses so jump over there we're also going to be joined by some other orc luminaries i've got aaron green from australia seth the mad doc lined up as well so there's gonna be a minimum of two other gentlemen on that uh part two giving their hot takes and uh their interesting noted points of how they're moving forward with this codex but dude anything you'd like to mention before we, we chime out before we end this one no man just a big wad all my work fans out there <laughs> yeah will do mate 
Um, so thank you so much. Hopefully, all players out there are extremely excited about the prospects of this codex. I know it's, it's come with a lot of changes, um, but you know, change is probably good. Realistically, did you want to just play another Green Tide for another three years? You know, I think this thing is a lot more well balanced internally than just having a one list build which i think is the best thing about it but uh, unlike a couple of the last couple of the builds where a lot last kind of things where you can see that they're trying to make like a horde work for sisters a horde work for skatari a horde work for drakari i don't feel like they've done that much here and just trusted that orcs already had enough to go with at the moment and i'm not quite sure they did but we'll go and talk about that on, on part two so my man Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your efforts. Hopefully you're uh, enjoying your holiday with your family as well and I haven't taken you away from them too much, but come in and join us on part two, dude. Uh, yeah, say goodnight. All right. Yeah, well, it's with my in-laws, so I appreciate you getting me away for an hour and a half, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, mate. See ya. Well, thanks, mate. Good night. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under, a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow.